What a wonderful song and a wonderful truth. I sure am thankful for the wonderful, marvelous, and amazing grace of God. Open your Bibles again to our text passage. We will look at just these three verses this morning. And when you go away, I pray that you'll have a complete understanding of what Paul is saying here. And I'm preaching this morning on the subject revealed by the Spirit of God. Revealed by the Spirit of God. I want to reread these verses and then I'll pray this morning. The Bible says this, But as it is written, I have not seen, nor ear heard, neither have entered into the heart of man the things which God hath prepared for them that love him. Now verse number 10, But God hath revealed them unto us by his Spirit. For the Spirit searcheth all things, yea, the deep things of God. Paul then illustrates those statements in verse number 11 by saying, For what man knoweth the things of a man, save the spirit of man which is in him? For example, if I said, I have a headache, you know exactly what I'm talking about because we're all mankind and we share in that. We have a headache from time to time. Or I may say I've had a toothache, or I'm nervous, or I'm scared, or I'm worried, or I'm going to preach an hour today. You'd all understand uh, <laughs> what I'm talking about because the spirit of man is within us. You and I are alike. But then he says this, Even so the things of God knoweth no man but the spirit of God. I want to preach today revealed by the Spirit of God. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, oh, how I hunger for your presence and power. I understand, Lord, that the preaching of your word must be empowered by the Holy Spirit for us to understand, for us to comprehend, and the word of God to have effect in our minds and hearts. And so I yield myself to you today, asking, Lord, that you would please use me in your will as I preach the message this morning, in Jesus' name I pray, amen. I want to give you four statements by way of introduction very quickly. Number one, God has prepared some very special things for his people. Number one, God has prepared some very special things for his people. Number two, these things are so great and wonderful they cannot be understood by man's reasoning. Now, we understand the blessings of God. We're thankful for the air we breathe. We're thankful for the sun that shines. Uh, we're thankful for the food that we eat. God gave us all of that. But he's saying here that God has given us some things that are so wonderful we cannot comprehend what those things are. Number three. God desires for us to know what those are. He wants us to know the things that he's prepared for us. He wants to en us to enjoy these very special things that God has prepared for us, but they're too great for our eye, natural, our natural ear, or our natural heart to see, to hear, or to comprehend. Number four, these things that God has prepared for man are only understood by the Spirit 
of God. They're only understood by the Spirit of God. Now, that's not as mystical as it may seem. It's not as far out as it may seem. And I want us to understand what this passage of Scripture means in the message today. So I'm going to give you several illustrations and applications. When I was a boy, my dad would tell this story. He told the story of a lady in a church who was very poor. She was visited by her pastor one day, and he had gone to see if she had need of anything. And, of course, when he was there, he knew uh, that she was poor and she lived just on meager fare. He asked her one day, do you have any children? And she said, yes, I have one son that lives in a distant state. And he said, do you ever hear from your son? She said, yes. He sends me a letter every month. And he said to her, what does your son say? And she said he doesn't say very much and he sends me a little card. I really don't know what it is and I have them tacked on my wall in my bedroom. He said, could I see those notes from your son? She said, sure, I have a lot of them. And they went into the room and he saw, the pastor saw, that the woman had tacked money orders from her son every month, but she didn't know what they were. And so she lived in poverty, not understanding that she had everything she needed, but she didn't understand what it was. Now the Bible is saying here God has some very special things for us. They're so wonderful that our eye, that our ears, that our heart cannot comprehend them and they're only spiritually discerned or they're only understood or revealed to us by the Spirit of God. Now it's not as complicated as uh, it may seem to be. And I want you to listen this morning as I go through these illustrations and the things that God has for us. This morning as you look this way, you see this pulpit, uh, you see this platform, you see these ugly men sitting up here, and uh, I do everything I can to keep them awake. Uh, you see these, uh, 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 these uh, posters up here, what did I call those things? Banners, banners, I keep forgetting that word. You see the banners, you see the baptistry. Now, now this very simple illustration. If I turned the lights off, you couldn't see them. That may be an improvement uh, in some things, but anyway. Uh, but if I turned the lights off, you, you couldn't see them. Now, you would still have eyes that could see, but because of the darkness, you couldn't see what's up here. And the light is what reveals the things that are up here for you to see. Now, God said, I have some very special things. I have some wonderful things. In fact, they're so wonderful, they're so great that you cannot see them to understand them. You cannot understand with your ears. You can't understand with your heart. But the Spirit of God can reveal them to you. The lights reveal what we see this morning. Now, there's no natural lighting, so if I turn off the lights, I'm not going to, but if I turn off the lights, you wouldn't be able to see anything. And I could say to you, folks, uh, there is a pulpit of wood up here. There's a beautiful piano up here, an organ, and, and all of that. But you couldn't see it, but the lights reveal those things for us. Now, all of the things that God has for us, things that he wants us to have, things that he wants us to enjoy, things 
things that are wonderful, things that are great. You say, preacher, what are those things? I'll tell you in a minute. I'll tell you in a minute what they are. Uh, but, but those things are so wonderful, you can't see them or hear them or understand them except the Holy Spirit of God would let you see them. I'll give you another illustration. Uh, from time to time, we'll have a sickness or a pain that will come to us or uh, to someone in our family to the place that it uh, concerns us. Now, uh, we sometimes can feel the problem. Sometimes we can see the problem, but we can't understand what the problem is. So we go to a doctor. And uh, the doctor will use an array of medical uh, knowledge and equipment to determine what the problem is and hopefully uh, prescribe a medicine or in worst case do surgery and uh, fix the problem. So when you go, uh, the doctor first thing he does, he takes a stethoscope. Uh, they need a warmer for those stethoscopes and they'll, they'll put that on you and they'll listen to your heartbeat. Now, I don't understand all that. I've listened to it before. All I hear is thump, 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 thump. They tell me it's good news when you can hear that. Uh, but he is listening for the heartbeat. He has knowledge I don't have. And so he'll use a stethoscope maybe. Uh, he'll say, I need to take an x-ray of your lungs. Or maybe he'll say, I need to do an MRI. Or maybe he'll say, I need to do an EKG. And then uh, that medical information is only understood by the doctor. Uh, we, we don't understand that it's medically understood. And then they scratch something on a piece of paper and you pray all the way to the pharmacy that the pharmacist can read his writing better than you can. You see, those things are medically understood. God has some things for us today. They're so great. They're so wonderful. You and I can't understand them. They have to be revealed to us by the Spirit of God. Let's look at the verses again. The Bible says in 1 Corinthians chapter 2 and verse number 9, But as it is written, I have not seen nor ear heard, neither have entered into the heart of man the things which God hath prepared for them that love him. But God hath revealed them unto us by his Spirit. For the Spirit searcheth all things, yea, the deep things of God. For what man knoweth the things of a man, save the spirit of man which is in him? Even so the things of God knoweth no man but the spirit of God. Now, God has things for us that are greater than humanity. They're greater than we can produce. We can only have those revealed to us by the spirit of God. God. I preach from time to time in places where they uh, do not speak English. And uh, I can hear them speaking. I can understand they're speaking, but I can't understand what they're saying. I can then say something to them. They don't know what I'm saying. Uh, and, but we know we're talking, but it is only understood through an interpreter. I, uh, last July, flew into uh, Leon, Mexico, and uh, the flight was delayed. I was supposed to preach at 7 o'clock. The flight was delayed. It's about a 30-minute ride from Leon to uh, Irapuato, Mexico, where I was preaching. And uh, the flight didn't land until 7 o'clock. I didn't get to the church until 8 o'clock. You know what they did? They sang, and they waited for me one hour. 
I told them, I said, I sure am glad because gringos won't wait five minutes, let alone an hour uh, to uh, hear me preach, and they wouldn't do that. But anyway, uh, the preacher, he usually picks me up because the preacher speaks English, but I was late, and so he sent one of his men to pick me up. Now, I'd met him before, and I knew who he was. And so when I got off the airplane and picked up my luggage, there he was. He looked at me and he smiled and he put his hand out. I said, I said, how are you doing? He said, see. I said, sure, I can see. What are you looking at? And, uh, and, 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 and I couldn't understand a word he said. And so he did like this. And so I followed him to his car. I got in the car and he started talking. I knew he was talking. I didn't know what he was saying. And so I started talking to him. He couldn't understand me, so I said it louder. <laughs> he still couldn't understand me. The only thing we could understand was... <laughs> and now and again, just to make sure he was who he was, and going to take me to the, to the church. Church? Church? See? See? It was a welcome sight when we drove down the road of the church, and the pastor met me there. And he said, Preacher, how you doing? I said, it's good to hear somebody speak English. I said, I'm doing good. See, I'm doing real good. <laughs> now, there were things that he said to me, but I couldn't understand it because there was a barrier of language. Now, there's some things God has for us we can't understand because they are spiritually discerned. All of the things that he has for us, God made them for us. God wants us to have them. They are better than the food we eat. They are better than the sunshine we enjoy. They are better than anything we can imagine. In fact, they're so great that my mind and heart cannot naturally comprehend them. Now the truth is all of us understand this to some degree because we have many different professions here today and every profession sort of speaks a language, right? Whether you are a construction worker, an equipment operator, military personnel, a doctor, a pilot, an engineer, an auctioneer, a mechanic, a musician, a professor, a teacher, a policeman, secretary, dentist, whatever you are, you all have a language that you speak. If I said, uh, do you own a D9? Equipment operator would understand what I'm saying. Some would say, no, but I got one on my report card last time. Um, uh, some folks understand what a syllabus is. Or if you say to a police officer, what's your 1020? He knows what that means. And uh, if you ask him, uh, he, he, he knows what that means. Uh, a musician will say, well, this is a B flat. This is a A minor. This is a C major. In fact, teenagers have a texting language. I got a text response, and it said R-O-T-F-L. And I thought, rotful, rotful, roteful. What is this? And then they wrote back, roll on the floor laughing. I said, why didn't you say that? How do I know what R-O-T-F-L means? <laughs> I-C-Y-M-I, T-M-I, O-O-T. And I'm thinking, I have no idea what you're talking about. But you know because it's a language you understand. Now, all of the things that God has for us, things that are special, things that are greater than what just the natural man can understand 
those things are discerned only by the Spirit of God. Now think how great they must be because man has extraordinary intellectual ability. You understand that man in his own mind has explored the secrets of the atom. They've learned the marvels and mysteries of, of, of space. Man has split the atom, explored the genetic structure of living things. We put men on the moon and, and there are some things that we enjoy in science and understand in technology and engineering. Uh, and, but you can look at the world and recognize that God's fingerprints are everywhere in creation but there's some things I can't understand unless the Holy Spirit explains those to me. The great truths revealed in the Bible can never be thought out by the simple mind of man. And I'm glad this morning God wants me to know what they are. Let me give you an illustration. Take your Bibles and go to the book of John in chapter 3. In John chapter 3, Jesus is in his earthly ministry and he is going about and he is healing diseases. He is feeding the poor. He's doing that for one purpose. He wants the gospel to be heard. He wants man to understand that he's in his sin and that his sin has to be paid for. He needs to be redeemed. He needs to be born again to go to heaven. That's what Jesus is doing. And I want you to understand what the Bible says in John chapter Chapter 3, the Bible says there was a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews. This man is educated. This man has experience in life. Uh, he is not a dummy at all. He's not a common person. He is a man of do these miracles that thou doest, except God be with him. Jesus answered and said unto him, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, now don't miss it, except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Now you and I as Christians, we know exactly what that means, but notice the Bible says, Nicodemus saith unto him, How can a man be born when he is old? Makes no sense to me. Can he enter the second time into his mother's womb and be born? Jesus answered, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born of water and of the Spirit. There it is, that Spirit. That Holy Spirit be born of water. That's the natural birth of man, the physical birth of man. And then the Spirit, that's the spiritual rebirth of man. Notice he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. What is that? That's heaven. Now, folks, I want to tell you something. I've seen some beautiful places on this earth. I've seen some really impressive places on this earth. But you can imagine what heaven is like. Uh, uh, heaven, the Bible says... Uh, the streets are paved with gold and the walls are made of jasper and the Bible talks about a river that's a, a river that is crystal clear and it talks about the tree of life and it talks about all of the beauties in heaven. My limitation is comparing that to things that I've seen. Oh, but I've been born again by the Spirit of God and one day I'll walk on the streets of gold and I'll receive what God has for me. Why, it's better than any Anything I've seen or experienced or accomplished on this earth. And I want you to understand it's only revealed by the Spirit of God. He said in verse number 7, 
Marvel not that I said unto thee, you must be born again. This is no mystery. This is no marvel. Let me explain it to you. You was born once as a physical person, but you understand that sin has separated us from God, and God gave his son to die on the cross and to pay for our sin. And if you'll accept Jesus Christ's payment for your sin, you can be born again. Not only am I the son of Sam and Wanda Fugit, I'm a son of God. I'm a child of the king. My father is rich in houses and lands. He holds all the wealth of the world in his hands of rubies and diamonds and silver and gold. His coffers are full. He has riches untold. And I'm a child of the king. How'd that happen, preacher? By faith I received him and the spirit of God made me a child of God. And that's what he's talking about when he comes to 1 Corinthians chapter 2. He said, you've enjoyed a lot of things. You've seen and heard and been blessed by a lot of things. But God has some things that are far greater than anything we've ever experienced. And they're revealed only unto us by the Spirit of God. Aren't you glad for the day that you received Christ as your Savior? Do you know when you did, the Holy Spirit of God moved inside? I was just a, just a lad of a boy when I prayed and received Christ as my Savior and the Holy Spirit moved in and I became a child of God. I didn't do anything, pay anything, give anything, act out anything. I just by faith received Him and the Spirit of God saved me. You see, Nicodemus said, I don't understand. That doesn't make any sense to be born again. But when Jesus explained it to him by his word and by his spirit, then Nicodemus could understand why he goes down to verse number 16 and he said, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Whosoever, that's you today. That's any boy, that's any girl, it's any teenager, any man, any woman. And, and the comprehension doesn't come by education. The comprehension comes by the Spirit of God and the Word of God. Now there are a lot of things. I want to give you a couple of others before I finish preaching this morning. God not only gives me salvation, God gives to us a peace that passes all understanding. A peace. That's a peace with God. That's an understanding of knowing that God is in control. While there are many things in life I do not understand, I trust God because God knows, God understands, and all things are in his control. We could all talk about events in our life that we said, I don't, I don't understand that and, that, and that, that disturbs me, that breaks my heart, or even it makes me angry. And were it not for the fact that God is in control, I couldn't have any peace at all. In fact, Paul wrote from prison, in jail, these words, Rejoice in the Lord always. And again I say rejoice. Let your moderation be known unto all men, for the Lord is at hand. Be careful or full of care or anxious for nothing. Don't be worried. Don't be anxious. But in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. Don't miss it. And the peace of God, which passeth all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. I believe God's in control. 
And because I believe God's in control, the Spirit of God has revealed to me the Word of God through the Word of God that God's in control and I can trust Him. I have a good friend, a preacher friend, Dr. John Jenkins. Many of you may know Brother John Jenkins. He's from southeast Kentucky and was a pastor in Michigan for many years. Recently moved to North Carolina where he's a pastor of a church there. He had a son who had an accident on a four-wheeler several years ago, and his son Brandon never really fully recovered from that, though he had some good days. Uh, this past week, his son died at age 30. His funeral was yesterday. I, I'm sorry, his funeral was Friday at 1 o'clock. Certainly, Brother Jenkins was heartbroken. But don't miss it. Brother Jenkins had a peace in his heart. He understands this. I don't understand everything, and I hurt when things happen, but God's in control. And one day I'm going to see my son again, and we're never going to be parted again because of death. We'll never be parted again, and we'll enjoy heaven for all eternity. And so the Spirit of God, through the Word of God, has revealed something God has prepared for us that's greater than anything we've seen in this earth. It's a peace that passes all understanding. There are folks here today, and I know of several here today. A lady sits here, her husband was a pastor who went to heaven just a couple of years ago in his 40s. Children are here with parents that are already in heaven, and the world may try to give an explanation that would cause us to be filled with anger and, 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 and frustration, but God said, wait a minute, I want you to know you don't understand everything, but I'm in control. And if you trust me, I'll give you a peace. This morning I could name many, many things in the Bible that God has given that I have not seen and ear have not heard, neither has entered into the heart of man the things that God has prepared for them. But God, by His Spirit, He reveals those things to us. And I rejoice this morning that by His Spirit, I've been born again and heaven is my home. By His Spirit, I have the peace of God in my heart that passes all understanding. By His Spirit, God's grace strengthens us in our weaknesses. By His Spirit, He gives to us His grace. Now, let me give you this in closing. It's a dangerous thing for man to try to explain the Word of God without the Spirit of God. Because Man trying to explain eternal life to man without the Spirit of God will tell you you have to earn salvation. You have to be good enough to have salvation. Many Eastern religions are based on the theory of reincarnation. They, they, they don't know. They live their life hoping that when they're reincarnated they'll come back as something good. They don't know if they're going to come back as a conqueror or a cockroach. They don't know. But that's man's theory. That's not what God said. There are some that they wish for extinction, but that's not what God said. There are some that believe when they die, they'll return or they'll go to another world. But the Spirit of God says, I've given my son that you could have eternal life. You don't have to buy it. You don't have to earn it. All you have to do is receive the gift of eternal life. And by His Spirit, I've been born again. I'm not hoping or wishing or thinking. I know today that heaven 
is my home. I know today by his spirit that the peace of God abides in my heart. I know today by his spirit that God's grace is sufficient and strengthens me for anything I may face and do face in my life. And so I say to you this morning, as we seek God, be sure you seek him through his word, asking, Holy Spirit, help me to understand the word of God. Stand with me, if you will, this morning. If you're here and you've never trusted Christ as your Savior, you've never trusted Him, you've never understood about salvation, you may think, well, I've got to do good or be good or give or be baptized or something I have to do to go to heaven. No, the Bible says you just receive Christ as Savior. Perhaps you're here this morning, you need to trust Christ. In just a moment, Brother Young will sing the invitation song and there'll be men and ladies standing at the front They'll take the Bible and show you how you can know for sure that heaven is your home. Christ is your Savior. The Spirit of God speaking to your heart. You ought to obey the Spirit of God. You ought to trust Christ as your Savior. If you're here this morning, you need the peace of God that passes all understanding. You see, you say, I want to see that. So you turn the light on. I want to understand that. So you ask the doctor. I want to build that. So you ask the architect and the engineer. I want to understand God, you ask the Spirit of God. Heavenly Father, thank you for the wonderful things you've prepared for us. Thank you, Lord, for your love for us and your goodness to us. And thank you, Lord, that you have things for us that are beyond the enjoyment of our flesh. Eternal life, peace, grace. Thank you for the working of the Holy Spirit through your word. And I pray, Lord, for decisions that should be made this morning. I pray they will be made. Folks that need to trust you as Savior. Folks that have been saved and now need to follow you in believer's baptism. Folks that need to become a part of our church membership or those that may need to rededicate their life to you. I pray that those decisions would be made this morning. In Jesus' name I pray, amen.